Salutations and welcome, everybody, to another episode of Broken and Blessed. I'm Adam, and with me, as always, James. What the up? The infamous Jimmy Boggs, reporting live from Studio B. How goes it, my friend? Cheers. You know, it goes it goes well. Yeah, it goes well. It's been a it's been a morning of recording. Yes, if you will. yes. And and uh, I have a feeling uh, that we have a very exciting guest. Uh, with us in this episode. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to you and uh, why don't you tell everybody who we have and what they can expect today. <laughs> what you could expect is uh, shenanigans. Mm. And for all my uh, Spanish-speaking friends, uh, si habla espanol. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. We, we're doing our first Spanish version of the show today. Uh, Next week is subtitles. Si. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah i'm gonna let my uh my five-year-old daughter type those in um yeah who's a racist <laughs> well, i should i should bring up those text messages <laughs> those are great she didn't know what uh, she was saying anyway she hears it from her mother they're, they're, oh, uh, yeah so who's a wonderful I, I woman i still don't know ado, without further ado ladies and gentlemen uh the the uh, innocuous is that a word innocuous uh raphael this, this, aka this. rosebush we'll, <laughs> we'll extrapolate on that later um but no my good friend uh you know my brother, uh. my brother in christ uh my good friend uh, a sounding board for me um an encourager uh, a guy that that I I highly respect in the Latin American community. <laughs> very small demographic. Very small demographic. That's right. Of people that yeah. I know. Um, yeah. But no, well, my 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 brother uh, Rath Espinosa, man. Rath, thanks for joining us today. Absolutely, man. Pleasure's all mine, guys. And uh, Adam, like I said, it's uh, it's great meeting you for the first time. You as time. well. You as well. Uh, so hello podcast world or whatever world but i'm gonna i have a feeling like somehow this is gonna get down to uh like weird demographics like there might be like a like a latino dreamer you know i don't know i i, I could just see it circulating circulating that we don't expect and i'm excited no i'm excited for this you know maybe we'll go down with the gays or something i i i'm i'm in for everything i'm in for everything so listen from you yeah. So no, like James said, we uh we're we're besties and we've become really close through um through the forging of combat. Um and by that I literally mean I had to put up with a snoring because I was his neighbor in Afghanistan. Uh and that's when I knew that's literally when I knew that Liz was an angel. Was I was like that woman. Yeah. yeah you know what? Even uh, though you lived next to me, you had Timmy Thomas as your roommate. Judas. I had <laughs> Judas as my roommate. That's those are conditions that I was there's our yeah. tie. Yeah. Judas. That's where my PTSD came from. Not to make fun of it. I'm I'm just saying, like that's literally where mine kind it's not from the bullets. I, those are I was okay with. Um but uh yeah. But yeah, I mean we 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 go back a couple years, a couple of uh no telling having clowns uh thought that we could fly we really were not that good um yeah man i i, I don't even know where to go with here 
No, man, but no, Raph. So you're uh, you're recently retired. You're a, you're a, a new dad. Um, yeah, man, you've got a lot. Best going role on. in the world. Man. Yeah, amen to that. Hands okay. down, the best role. Yeah, the best uh, role in the world. Um, you know, you don't like. I think James, you and I talked about this. Uh, you don't know until you know. I remember you and I had that, that conversation um, when well, you found out that well, Aubrey and I had already had our miscarriage, and we were we were already. Uh, pregnant with Soren and it was an emotional roller coaster, obviously. Um, and, uh, yeah, you just said brothers, like, you know, you're like, first of all, it should have been me. Um, but whatever, Raph, I'm glad that you and Aubrey have Soren, but, and I was like, that's fair, James, that's fair. Uh, but you, I remember you saying like, dude, you don't know, you'll never know love until you have your children. And, Man, the minute I held in my arms, I I literally thought of you. But it was weird because I thought of you when I was looking at Aubrey, and I was like, "There's a connection here." I just couldn't. I couldn't. Get anyway. It looks just like me. I'll investigate that more about that later. I'm gonna come back to that. Um, he, no, he's, he's a beautiful baby boy. Well, not a baby anymore. What is he? Almost two. Seventeen months. Seventeen months 17 strong. Months. Yeah. Nice. Hey, come strong like bull. Yeah, yeah, strong like bull. He's a handsome boy. Yeah. He's got a cute laugh. Yeah, too. he's the only redheaded Mexican I've ever met, but I still think he's mine. Uh, no, I remember we met that guy Chinchilla once. Chinchilla. Yeah, Chinchilla. That's a Chinchilla. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah no. man. I mean, just just a retired uh, helicopter Blackhawk guy. Not very good at what I did. James can attest to that. Um, actually, as a matter of fact, James tried to kill me. Well, that's a true no, story. No, you try to, no, you try to fly into the mountains of Hawaii. When was that? Dude, we were flying over um, Dillingham and you and you literally said your final goodbyes. You're like, you know, I love you. I was like, what? Are we going to die? <laughs> Man, I was just trying to express my appreciation and love for you. You just took and it as Adam, so get this. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> We're coming off the water, flying towards mountain range, and Gene, it's quiet. I mean, we've already said all our, you know, shenanigans and all our insults are pretty much empty. And he looks over at me and he goes, "Raph, I just, I just want you to know." And then there's like a pause, so it's almost kind of eerie. And yeah. He's like, "I, I love you," and I, and I just kind of look at him. I'm like, "Are we about to die?" And he just starts <laughs> laughing. Like, what? No, I'm just trying to tell you that I love you. And I'm like, okay, but there's mountains coming at me and you're telling me that you love me. I imagine that's how Malaysian airlines went down. Like I, what's going on right now? Uh, so yeah, I held so on to the cyclic, like a slight five degree climb. Yeah. And I, and I held on to the collective just to make sure you didn't. I got the controls. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, he says it a lot better than we ever did. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So my timing wasn't impeccable on to tell you my affection for you as, as my brother, as my friend, you know, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was comical and it is a good story. I do remember that. Yes, absolutely. We were like 30 seconds from crossing that mountain ridge. So yeah. it was like, wait, what's I logged as a, a pilot in command too. Yeah. That was, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that was actually, we we're getting ready to do the pineapple express too. Right. Uh, the old pineapple. Pineapple yeah. Express. Yeah, not just a movie yeah. of marijuana. <laughs> <laughs>
No, but James and I talked about, um, since we're talking about broken and blessed, I think the peak of our friendship really was Afghanistan. I mean, it was, um, yeah, I got over the fact that he's a terrible pilot. And I was like, all right, I can still be friends with him. And then we uh, would go on these. Not over that. Yeah, yeah. We would go on these uh, runs around our compound, this place called Wolverine. And uh, yeah, we just started just it, like, you know, started talking about life, started talking about, uh, you know, our friendship, our marriages, how much I love Liz. Like I still love Liz. And then, and then we found time for Jesus and we're like, Hey, he, he's okay. Uh, and then we just kind of started expanding on him. And, uh, and I think that's where it really, and I'm being completely honest. I think that's where my love for you as a brother, like really just, it went up in orders of magnitude because I thought, man, this is, you know, because we had shared so much, but I think when we made ourselves vulnerable and we really realized the help that we needed, it was like we were each other's lifeline. I mean, even Aubrey talks about, like she, well, it's like a very pivotal moment in my life where I was, and not only was I struggling with with the, the word, I was, I was a non-believer. I mean, I literally, like I had grown up going to church trying to seek the word you know i went through different services uh i grew up catholic until i sort of got kicked out more about that later um true story and then um yeah and then went to like a non-denominational dated a mormon chick so i was in the lds church for a couple years and then finally i was like dude none of this is for me and it wasn't until james honestly you and i had those moments where i was like dude there's there's something like i i've been running on empty long enough right like i need I need this in my life. Yeah. Like I can't do this on my own. Right. It's like Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson says you, uh, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. Yeah. And, but uh, you can't say it like him though too though. Cause then it's actually true. No, but you know, man, it, it, and, and I do, you know, cause we were in Bravo company together under uh old, old butco old butco yeah um, and that's where you know we met each other and then you rolled over to charlie company and then uh then i followed suit uh right before we deployed and and yeah man i mean that 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 brotherhood that that friendship the forging the bonding of that and you know just i, I remember it clearly man and and it just oh it was edifying to me because here here's what here was a guy that that was in my shoes, you know, you know, you did time in the Navy. I did time in the Marine Corps. We rolled over. We were both newly married. Um, so, so the, the dirt, we, we both were, were chewing the same dirt really at the same time. So that, that forging of that friendship was great because. I Wait, mean, did you just call me a dirty Mexican? I did. I did. And you know, but okay. it, it's a, it's a term of endearment. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, El Durto. Oh man. <laughs> El Durto. That's where Rosebush came from. Old Rose. Ah, uh, I don't think that story should be told on this podcast. Yeah, I don't know if we want to share the story about it. You want to keep the sponsors. Yeah, I don't know what kind of sponsors you got going on, but I don't think they want to be part of the Rosebush legacy. They're few and far between right now. Some of them are shady, so maybe they don't mind. Yeah. Whatever pays the bills. Yeah. No, yeah, man, that's that's twenty awesome. bucks is twenty bucks, right? So, you know, that's a fact. That is a fact. <laughs> See, here's here's where the the, the immature sinner uh, in me just needs. Yeah, to you're right. you know, I don't need to respond to the twenty bucks. Is 20 yeah. bucks. 
Dear Lord. Yeah. Please save Adam. Yeah. Oh, I apologize. Quit, quit, quit making them get me in trouble. But it was funny. Yeah. <sighs> Man. So what's but, up? You know, What's on the horizon for Rafa Spinoza? Oh man. So um, still working for the company that I work for, flying airplanes. Um, yeah, I think I think that's probably gonna be short term. Um, just we just built our house about a year or so ago. So I've been working on the I think I told you I've been working on the property, just uh, on the big rigs out here with the excavators, uprooting trees, you know, regrading some terrain. Uh, dude, I, I'll tell you what, man, if there was a profession in that. Uh, I definitely would be doing it. Um, it's fun, dude. It really, like, there's something about, we just, uh, we planted, we tilled our, our soil. We uh, laid some seeds for grass. Going to start some gardening this spring. So th there's a lot of that. And obviously the most important part in all this is Soren is there with us. So he's, man, he loves being like, as a matter of fact, just yesterday, he was running around the house and he's starting to kind of point on the things that he needs or he thinks that he wants starts pointing towards the garage. So we're like, okay. So Aubrey opens the door. He walks out and he like walks straight to the quad. We're like, Oh, I guess you want to go outside. So we jumped on the quad and like rode around and just, it's just, it's kind of fun. You know what I mean? Just see him evolve as a little human. Um, it, it's, it's just neat, but yeah, being outside, you just can't, especially when the Rona is going crazy, man, there's nothing like being out on 36 acres in Pacific Northwest. I mean, it's, nice. it's God's country up there. 36 acres. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, 35, because I gave one to Liz, one acre. Yes. You blew them. It to her. Yeah, you can actually see her from my window. It's, uh, <laughs> I got tabs on her. It's a small, a small plot, but meaningful. I mean, that's, that's awesome, man. If you guys are raising a storm, man. Two great parents, man. How has, uh, how has your faith changed um, by being a dad now? Dude, there's so many, it's funny you say that. I was just thinking about this the other day. I was kind of uh, just pondering because I, I started reading uh, The Tender Warrior again, which again was was a gift of, from you and yeah. has completely changed my perspective about what I thought being a man was to what being a man really is, right? Like being a man isn't driving fast cars. It's not, you know, chasing women and breaking their hearts and just just being that because I've, I've unfortunately have lived that life to my own degree, which is more than I ever wanted. But man, you know, biblically in just being a father, there's so many parallels. Like you can actually see when, when you talk about the Lord's love and you, you think about like, if, if you really try to put it in like human perspective, sacrificing your son because you love your, because you, you love humanity that much. Is there anything more powerful? I mean, I look at my son and I would without a doubt, like, sacrifice my life for him right i mean it's just that powerful and i think until you're a father you just don't really really understand you you just don't i mean you can try to hypothesize and you know try to like sit on it and chew on it but dude you, you just you can't until yeah. you hold that little baby in your hands you're like my god i'm in charge of you and then just your whole world just changes so my faith is deep and I'm, i mean it, you know it's even little times if i just share one little moment like he does things that are kind of, you know, that he knows he shouldn't be doing. And so patience is something that I've always struggled with. <laughs> um, but I, I literally think to myself, how many mistakes have I made where the Lord has forgiven me? Ooh. I mean, that's real. Puts I mean, that, it in that is, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 So I'm just like, you know, he's, he's making the same stupid mistakes I'm making and I need to be 
I need to remember that I was forgiven, so I need to forgive him. But it's, you know, it's a fine balance because you don't want him to be a serial killer. But yeah. yeah. Well, but you think about, you know what, what if God reacted the way I reacted to my son? Right. What if God treated me like that? Oof. My life would be miserable if I treated, if, if I didn't give grace or if God gave me grace as I gave it, yeah. uh, I showed forgiveness as way God shows. You know, like, oh man. We'd, we'd all be in a world of hurt. Right. Oh, dude, yeah. I would have, like, that constant red mark across my face from just be like, Pendejo! <laughs> I'm like, whoa, you're bilingual, too. That's cool. Yeah. But, you know, you you, you, you take the perspective of being a father and, and look back through the Bible and look at look at Abraham when, you know, he went to sacrifice Isaac, you know, and, and he, he, he held his son up, you know, and, and got, you know, he was like, he was getting ready to sacrifice his son and the the... God intervened and he provided the ram for the sacrifice. And, and we think about, man, would, would I be able to do that? What if God called me, you know, and, and, and we probably would consider that person, you know, psychotic, you know, or killer, but, but think about, you know, what he showed there. He said, you know what? I love God more than I love my family. I put God first and, and, and we have to do that, you know, and even as a parent, you know, we want the best for our children. We want them to succeed. We want to protect them, but we should never put them before God. Right. Yeah. And that's tough. Yeah. That, that I mean, that is, isn't that like the, isn't that the mantra you should live by every day, but it's something you need to remind yourself every day. Right. Because it's, it's like any marriage, you know, it might be great some moments, but if you live off those laurels, you're going to fall flat on your face. You have to constantly exercise that muscle and it's the same thing with just reminding yourself that that's kind of the that should be the agenda i mean we we all go through i, I listened to one of your podcasts um i think that's called trolling i was trolling your podcast <laughs> and uh you guys were talking about um you know currently during this epidemic how some people will actually forget like i think some people will learn from this and be like man i wasn't as prepared and i think they're going to try to be better prepared but not not just with you know like perishables and I'm, I'm talking about like with the spirit and having the Lord and going through these tough times. But when things get good, the challenge is, are you going to hold on to, to the spirit? Are you going to hold on to these, to, to what you've learned? And that's the challenge because we're all human man. we all err. We're all sinners. We're all idiots. Um, and that's, the, and it, you know, that will, I was like, dude, that's right. You know, yeah. times are tough. I really, we're really leaning on the Lord, but when times are good, are you still going to lean on the Lord? I mean, that's, that's where I hope everybody goes. I mean, not everybody's going to do it, but I really hope most of us walk away just remembering like he was there for us when times were tough. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, the opportunity to do that self-realization and understand that we need God more than ever. And, you know, I know Adam, when, when you put up uh, the new episode, you're talking about, man, we need Christ more than ever now. Yep. And it's relevant and it shows. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, you guys were also talking about the different, you know, how I'm sure every generation complains about the previous other generations, like, oh, it's, you know, back in my day, we did this. But I, because I, I, I constantly get into this argument with my in-laws, but I think that every generation has their challenges. And I think, Adam, you alluded to that, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I don't think there was ever such time as a perfect time other than the Garden of Eden. Outside of that, our world has never been perfect and it's never going to be perfect. Right. That's why, James you have to put Christ first because in the world of chaos, you always need that beacon of light, right? Like doesn't matter how hazy, how dark, how cold, unfortunately though. And I think it was James, you said this, 
our biggest growth comes from dark and chaos and confusion and pain. That's just cute. That's just, this is life. That's what I, I mean, in my 43 years on this earth, that's what I've learned. My biggest growth has come from my darkest moments in life. And I hate that that's how it is, but that's just the way it is. Yeah. You know, the analogy of, you know, the little boy, he, he, he's, he's talking to his father and you know, the dad's like, Hey, well, you know, I'm going to turn the lights out, you know, and the little boy's scared. And he's like, well, I'm not going to be able to see you dad. And the dad, the dad says, well, listen, you could hear my voice and, and you could believe, and you know, I'm there, have faith that I'm there, even though you can't see in the dark, know that I'm there. And, and that, that it, it's so simple. And if we have the, if, if, if we believe like a child believes, I mean, you know, my, my kids, uh, you know, we, we, we first and foremost put that, Hey, you know what? Christ is real. God is real. The relationship is real, but we also do the, you know, Santa Claus and Easter bunny and things like that. But they believe they have that childlike faith. Right. And it, it's, it's beautiful. It's amazing. And, and, you know, and if, if just we as adults, we as knucklehead adults that, that have our own version of how life should be. But man, if we just had that childlike faith of, you know what, man, uh, in our darkest hours, God will provide. It may yeah. not be providing what he, what we think we should get. He'll provide what he feels we should get. And as a parent, we do that. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I just thought of this uh, kind of you talking about that, you know, some people, I know a lot of people that have actually been prepared for not a pandemic, but just, any natural disaster, you know, with shortages of food, that sort of thing, any, any break in the uh, supply chain, like my in-laws, and they were probably the least fearful people when this whole pandemic happened because they were so prepared. Not only are they prepared spiritually, but they're prepared with all their, all their food and they know they have water and, you know, like all that stuff. Like they've, they've been preparing for years. Um, and it's just, it just kind of what you're talking about though. If you just prepare when the storm does hit, man, you're not, you're not really as scared, right? Or you're not really even as fearful because man, if you've got the Lord in, in your heart, I mean, truly, cause it's easy to lie to yourself. But I mean, if you really do have the Lord in yourself, like there's nothing that life can throw at you that that'll really bring you down to your knees. If you really have him in your, in your heart. Cause that faith, right? That blind faith True. where you're like, dude, I'm going to see through this. Yep. Yeah. I'm not going to let James fly me into the mountain. I'm actually going to hold on to the cyclic and like steer us back up. <laughs> While you were telling me you love me, I slowly had my, like, putting my hands on the flight control, but I was just kind of doing this. Yeah, it's like, I got it. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, I love you, too. Yeah, I, I love you, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, but you got to understand, you know, we talked about this in previous episodes. The, the, the true uh, Hebrew meaning of love also involves sacrifice, and you were my sacrifice. <laughs> Holy God. I, can I can I be honest? I feel honest. Should, I feel honest. Should you not be honest? Have you not been being honest? No, no, no. I, <laughs> I feel honored. Out of all the people, I figure like the you know the nice little mulatto skin. I mean, I I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I mean, look. Oh man. You know, so I just you know I think back of you know and and we we try not to to I, I want people to understand you know I mean if Raph and I would have met, you know, in, in any other venue, I, I think the relationship still would have been the same, you know, but the fact, you know, we, I mean, we both met while we were in the military. Um, but man, just 
some of the outlandish conversations, just scenarios that we've been involved in. I mean, my, my favorite, my favorite memory of you and I is just that, that breakfast morning in the chow hall where oh we're referring to every company as if we were like in world war two or Vietnam, of, Baker you know, company, Baker company and dog yeah. company and able <laughs> able company, but yeah. just how people looked at us of like, these are the guys that are flying us around. <laughs> these are our pilots. Like, yeah, pretty much, man. Yeah. Take it. Wasn't that the backside of a mission though? I think we were, cause it wasn't just us. Right. I think the lithos and the seals, I think everybody was there. I think we had just come back from someplace. It was just, just, you know, and, and I, I look at it, just the camaraderie, yeah. And, and you know, not to use those cheesy terms, but the esprit de corps. I mean, people wanted to be a part of that, and and it was just fun to be. I I, I feel blessed to be a part of that group of you know guys like Uncle Dan, Lester, uh, and and these guys. They 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 weren't these weren't cookie cutter guys. These nope. guys, like if you'd have lined us all up together, you're like, no way, these guys are friends. No way are these guys. I mean, especially when when we when we were overshadowed by, you know, guys like Jason Collins, the world's greatest uh, army fighter pilot, you know? Yeah, old twink, yeah. You know, but I mean, just yeah. such a, if, if there was a true definition, the Motley crew, that's what we were. Yeah, that's the perfect way to define. It just, everything just lined up perfectly. I mean, everything from, you know, Colonel Hines down to our crew chiefs. I mean, literally we had the best, most, like, dude, we had the craziest people. It was it was fun. It was literally fun every day going to work, whether you're going on a mission or just hanging out doing QRF or just yeah. you, no matter what. I mean, I would I would legitimately go to the CP just to get entertained. Yeah. All the, I'm not going to talk about it. Remember all the photos on the wall that our night guards would stay up all night just cutting out? Yeah. Well, yeah. we made uh, the 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 New York City taxi driver's license oh. of Scottish. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hey, so baby. we let me tell the story. So Suresh, absolutely hands down one of the best, like one of the greatest Americans, man. He is of he was from Sri Lanka, right? I don't want to Sri Lanka, yeah. He was Sri Lankan. Yeah. So he had, you know, black hair, dark skin. Um, and so for a while we would call we would call him Terp, because he kind of technically looked like an interpreter while we were there. Of course, he was like, All right, it's funny, but like just knock it off. So we're like, all right, we're gonna scale it back. And then one of our, and I think it was, was it Tater? Whoever, whoever our CP guard. So our lowest, our lowest, you know, youngest pilot usually has to man the desk overnight. And these clowns would literally take whatever shenanigans we would get, like some order, like, hey, I need you to go online and find 20 penises and cut them out and put them on the wall. They're like, yes, sir. And they like, they would take it like it was an order from a four star. It was, it was amazing how much influence we had over these young minds. So these, so I think it was Tater. I could be wrong. Tater got this ID card of a, of a New York City taxi cab and put Shoresh's picture on it. And they and we had these uh, SUVs where we would carry crews from our sleeping quarters to our command post to our flight line, which was it wasn't a long walk, but we had so much gear that you know it was helpful. And it took me like one or two drives to like look. I looked over and there was a, sure enough, man, on on the dashboard, it was. It was a picture of Shoresh with the New York City taxi cab, and everybody just started laughing. And he he started laughing too, of course. Um, but I think it was the same time that Tater flipped the car. 
didn't he? No, that was that was at the end of the deployment. Tater ended up flipping the Hilux. Yeah, because uh, Shares, we lost Shares in August, and that yeah. was closer to uh, November, December. But yeah, that was a, so I had Suresh stand in front of that spray painted black circle. So yeah. when he stood next to it, it made him look like he had a giant Afro. Afro, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And that was the picture we used on his taxi driver license. That was the best, you know. And what what a good dude, you know. And what 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 was great too is I remember I uh, prior to, he was a believer. He's absolutely. Was a believer in Jesus Christ. And to me, man, you know, uh, I remember when we held that vigil and that, that gave me peace. Um, did we lose Suresh way too early? Absolutely. Oh, cool. did, did Suresh have great things ahead of him? Absolutely. But you know what, man, uh, it, it brought rest to my soul and peace knowing that he was a believer in Jesus Christ. Cause I, I, I was eight, I was fortunate. I feel blessed to have that conversation with him prior to, prior to that event happening August 16th of 2012. Well, and not only that, also just as a, you know, as a veteran, man, it was not cool. Cool is not the word. Um, but I think there's something to be said when, when a man that you respect, like Shirash, goes out on a shield, right? Yeah. But meaning like he stood there and he held the line and obviously uh, things didn't turn out the way he wanted them. Um, but dude, he was in the fight. And it's yeah. kind of one of those things where if there's any way to go, I think most of us would choose to be with our brothers you know, and go out with our shields, man. I mean, that's what, what other, I mean, is that not biblical? Is that not Christian enough? Like, dude, you're, you're on your feet. You're standing with your brothers in arms, defending, you know, the, the weaker, you know, whatever you're doing the righteous thing. And, you know, the enemy gets, get, gets their, their licks in too. Uh, but that I, I, I was just kind of proud of him. I guess you can say I was proud. I was like, dude, he, he went out on his feet, man. He went on a shield and I was, it was cool. It was cool to watch the whole thing. Yeah, my luck, I'm going to die on a toilet. Probably. Yeah. Like, wait, didn't old uh, Elvis die like that on set, in 77? Yeah. 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 Probably yeah. eating peanut butter. Yeah. Old, old vagal maneuver. Oh, Just boy. Yeah. Sorry you had to be uh, privy to this, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> nope. I'm just uh, taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> I can hope I'm there. Top 10 I reasons hope why I don't want to do episodes with Jimmy Boggs yeah, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I find you just keeled over next to the toilet. So I'm like, pills are good. Pills are good. Pills are good. Let's go, Liz. <laughs> Liz is like, hey, I heard a loud noise. It's nothing, lady. Let's go. Yeah. I have reservations at Red Lobster. I think he's still alive. No, he's not. He's not. <laughs> no, he's not. I hear gurgling. No, you don't. Bring out your dead. Yeah. I'm still alive. My man. Wow. Well, yeah. we're coming up on time, gentlemen. Uh, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we, we are coming up on time. Um, Some might no, think you, why we call this bearer of bad news, Adam. Perfect. <laughs> I hate James. <laughs> and so, for, those of you, for those of you that are listening, yes, this episode is coming to a close. <laughs> Yeah. For the love of God, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, listen, I, 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 and I don't know if Raf has even listened to one of our episodes. He, he kind of gave me some, some shady response the other day. He's like, whatever, man. But say, so we end every episode with a verse. And since you're our guest, we would like to afford you the opportunity to, to, to drop some knowledge on us. What, what's your go-to verse 
what what gets you through the day what do you find inspiration in in the bible uh how does god speak to you do you have a do you have a verse i don't i you know i don't i'm not uh, and i'll tell you why because i'm really not that, that smart and i can't remember anything and i and i'm not even trying to be funny i'm being like i've read the book of matthew at least four times i can tell you any of the verses because i have the worst memory on earth um i literally have both your names on my hand right now that's how i know you're james you're james and you're and you're adam i don't even know uh, we need to <laughs> no i you know i get most of my um i, I honestly most of my roots for my faith come from just watching people and just being around the things that are provided in my life like Sometimes when I just look at my wife, right, when she's sleeping or just watching Soren, I mean, I just, there's, there's so many parallels to that in, and the Lord in Jesus, that that's where I get, that's where my cup gets filled over and over and over again. Right. And just all the experiences that I've lived through, like just the friendships that I have, it's not an accident. There's so many pivotal points in my life that I could have gone horribly wrong and they didn't. And I know it's be, it's through the grace of God. I mean, I just, um, I wish I had a, <laughs> And it's sad because I have a master's degree, but I literally am the worst at remembering um, verses. I, and I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm being completely honest. Like, short answer, no, you don't have a verse for us today. No, I yeah. So so here we go. I, I, I got you covered, Raph. I got you covered. We'll do, since we're talking about faith and whatnot, we'll do uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Huge. Huge. I like it. I'll take it. There you go. I think that 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 that's a great, great uh, episode, uh, great verse for this episode. Just because you know what, man, through faith uh, we become better fathers. Through faith, our, our, we understand who Christ is. Uh, through faith, uh, He'll see us through the hard times and the dark times. That's that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Man, Raph, thanks for joining us. Man. Yeah, man. It, nice to meet you. Definitely. Yeah, uh, I, I, I got too. a feeling this will not be the last time you're on the show. I got a feeling there will be, uh, be definitely more. It's oh, not broken and blessed. Got so many, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> got so many grievances against James. You don't even know. Like I, my, the list is long. The show is now an hour long because Raph is taking the time to uh, translate it in Spanish for our Latin American friends down in uh, at least I could do down in the south there. So thank you very much, everyone. Um, Next episode, <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, guys, that's uh, that is all the time that we have. James, uh, Raph, thanks again for uh, for coming on. Uh, James, any, any last words? Stay salty. Stay salty. Love it. Love it, folks. That's all the time that we have today. You've been listening to Broken and Blessed. Until next time, we will see you on the other side. <laughs>